Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Monday morning. And for the first time in a couple weeks, Ned was able to just walk in here and say, hey, good morning, instead of crawling here and be afraid that I am going to just go off on everyone and everything because the Chiefs beat the Eagles yesterday in uh, high-scoring fashion. But before we start celebrating too much, I still think we have some serious issues on defense. Yeah, it's a good news, bad news scenario. The good news is, of course, nobody... Well, I'm, I'm going to rephrase that. The good teams in the NFL can slow Kansas City. They can't stop their offense. They can slow them. Philadelphia is not one of those good teams. Here you have Mahomes throwing for a limited amount of yardage, but five touchdowns. I think that says it all. And Edwards Hilaire running for over 100 yards. Philadelphia can't stop them. They're not in that category. Philadelphia is going to get better, but they're a young football team that's just simply not capable of staying on the field now with championship contenders. That's the good news, 42 points. I did not think Kansas City was going to score that many because I didn't think it would be that type of game because I thought the Chiefs' defense would come to the fore. It did not. There are still serious questions to be answered. Philadelphia gashed them, not necessarily on the ground. That's not the Eagles. Sanders is a good runner, but he's not a great Yeah, runner. trust me. He, he's one of my fantasy teams. He's not scoring me any points. Jalen Hurts did a number on this team through the air, 378 yards and three touchdowns called back. Now, they were legitimate calls back. I'm not going to argue that one little bit. One was a pick play that all teams run. Sometimes you get caught, sometimes you don't. Chiefs run it all the time. But the officials saw it happening in the end zone. Okay, it's uh, an illegal pick. It's offensive interference pushing back. Didn't score then. The uh, Chiefs had an offensive interference. Eagles, I should say, had an offensive interference call. That's debatable, but it went against them. And the third was the runner forced out of bounds, although he wasn't forced. That's a judgment call. And the judgment was he wasn't forced, illegal touching, end of the touchdown. But that's three touchdowns that were called back against the Chiefs. And all, two of them resulted in field goals, <laughs> which is half a touchdown. And, of course, uh, the other one was totally negated. Over and above that, Philadelphia is not in the genre of being able to defeat the Chiefs right now. But scoring 30 points on Kansas City... Or that has me a little bit concerned. There's still some adjustments that have to be made on defense. This is looking at the negative. Next Sunday night, you do get a high-powered offensive team coming in that can score with Kansas City, and they better get ready because Josh Allen and company, the Buffalo Bills, will be right there and ready to play, and that is a Sunday night game on TV. It is Arrowhead Stadium. That'll help. But the fact of the matter remains, Kansas City now 2-2 two and two on the year. They left me with some questions. Yeah, I I was getting really really frustrated with the uh, defense and um, Neiman being out with concussion protocol. Hopefully he gets better, but that might not be a bad thing considering the fact that guy can't tackle anybody. He and he gets beat all the time. Oh, dude, there. unbelievable amount of time. And you know Sorensen, yeah, he does have some breakout plays, but dude, if I would rather just have a consistent person than have you know one great play out of every five to ten plays, that just drives me crazy. It. I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen, but uh, yeah, it needs to be all cylinders firing, firing against the Buffalo Bills team that is can put it on the ground and put it in the air. It doesn't matter. They're just like us. Look I mean, what they did yesterday. I know. And watch out for that tight end. That tight end they got Knox. He's killing it. Or he just throw it to Diggs. I mean, whatever. It's it's like us. So uh, yeah, it's the D seems to do better at home because of the home field advantage. They kind of get a little bit more amped up. 
Hopefully we'll get some guys back. Frank Clark, we need him. Um, Javarius Ward, I never really thought I'd be saying, please come back. But you know what? We need him. There's a lot of guys we need. And they will be needed next week because Buffalo presents a very formidable challenge to Kansas City. It's not to say the Chiefs won't win it. I think they will. I think they'll win every game that they can play, and they should. They're a good football team offensively. Are they a good, well-balanced team? I don't know. Andy Reid has got to see this. Andy, incidentally, set a National Football League record yesterday with that win. And this, this is really significant, I think. He is the... Now, think about the National Football League now. It's, as long as it's been around, he is the only coach only coach in the history of the National Football League. This is Vince Lombardi and all those guys. Andy Reid is the only one to get 100 wins with two different teams, Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, the, the fact of the matter remains a good coach, great coach. Needs to get some D. Yeah, needs to get some D. Spags needs to do something big time. But yeah, big congratulations to Big Red on that accomplishment. It's unbelievable, and it goes to show you that in those cases, it's the coach because a lot of times coaches have a very successful career with a team and they go somewhere else and not so much. So, uh, Coach Andy Reid, thank you every single day of my life for coming to Kansas We're City. We're going to throw one little item in there to uh, Coach Nick Sirianni of Philadelphia Eagles in his first year. He has in-laws who live here. His, his wife is from the Springfield area. So he is back here on occasion. This guy's a good coach. He's young. He's energetic. He has a lot going for him. He doesn't have quite the mix there that he needs, but he will. I'm uh, very confident of the green and white, and I believe the green and white. Oh, I know you do. (laughs) I think they're going to be, not this year, but in time they're going to be pretty good. Well, he's probably getting a lot of people in Philly to buy highlighter pins this morning after (laughs) yesterday's game. Well, now let's change gears. What an incredible finish to the regular season of baseball i mean yesterday while you know we're i'm listening to the game on the station um i gotta give it up to art because he does such a good job of putting up these little nuggets of what's happening throughout the league but obviously there was one hell of a race going on in baseball so he had to throw that into his report and man kind of made me feel like maybe i should be watching this instead of football well as a matter of fact there were all sorts of formulas in which you could get extra games being played today tiebreaker games and those games do count on the regular schedule there are 163 games well it turns out after all the formulas are presented and us in this business we love to get into formulas and if ands and buts none of it turned out (laughs) so there are no playoff games in terms of tiebreakers there are playoff games, of course. That's part of the formula. And the first one in the American League will be the, the fact that the Red Sox and Yankees will play again, only this time it's one game. And, of course, we all know about the Cardinals. Cardinals ended the regular season yesterday with a loss. It's kind of a bogus loss in a way, a laugh. Cubs win 3-2. to two. Game stopped after seven innings because of rain. And we know about that rain. We had it down here. If this had been, I'm... Going into the mind of the umpires and the fans. They had 46,000 fans on there for the final game of the season. That's their biggest crowd of the year, 46,000. So they are there watching the game. They had one rain delay of about 15 or 16 minutes uh, early in the game. And then this one comes along. Cubs lead 3-2. Look at the watch. About 4.30, quarter to 5, somewhere around there. Umpires came out after 20 minutes. Now they have to wait 30 minutes. They waited 31 Came out, looked at the job, unplayable. The game's over. Last game of the season, everybody, hey, we'll get out of here. Doesn't mean any, anything at all. So 3-2, the Cubs win the game. Rain shortened to seven innings. <laughs> Scott Bales and I have talked about this all the time. That final game of the season, wherever you are, it's 
get this thing over uh, with. <laughs> and there's, you go back into the locker room and they're already cleaned out. Oh, there's yeah, just nowhere for you to go. Uh, that sucks for the 46,000 that were at Bush yesterday, though, man. You know, wanting to see one more game, but uh, it is what it is. And I think those were part of the discounted tickets they gave up, uh, probably why the, the numbers are so big. But really, the big deal is Wednesday night, LA Dodgers, wild card game, Wayno, praise be Wayno. It'll be a really good little encounter, too. He's probably going to go up against Max Scherzer. And the Max Scherzer was hit hard his last time out. He's a three-time Cy Young Award winner. Wainwright has been nothing but lights out here for the latter part of the season. Pitched very well. I believe he has 17, 16 or 17 wins on the year. He, the guy's been great. And he is, has been pointed out many times, he is a pitcher. He is not a thrower and does not try to blow away the batters. This will be a terrific pitching matchup on Wednesday night. It is the only game. It's the National League Wild Card game. Tuesday night, it's the Yankees and the Red Sox at Fenway Park. Okay, wait a minute. These teams tied. They tied for that wild card spot. Why are they at Fenway Park in Boston? Why not Yankee Stadium? Because in the head-to-head matchups, Boston won more than the Yankees, and that is the first tiebreaker. All you had to do, go the first tiebreaker, there it is right there. So the Red Red Sox get the home advantage uh, for what that's worth, and in Boston, it's worth a lot because you have the big green monster out there and left. Man, I don't even really want to see Joe this week, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like one of the most hated rivalries in all of sports of all time of anything. I you talk to Red Sox about you talk to Red Sox fans about the Yankees or vice versa. <laughs> Sometimes it's just funny to say something just to watch them go off. Uh, I don't care, but you see East Coast teams, not for me. Um, the Royals also closed out their season against the Twins. Unfortunately, couldn't be with a dub. Yeah, Minnesota gets the win, and Kansas City finishes with a losing record on the year. But I'll tell you, they were getting a whole lot better as the years went on, or the season went on, and they're going to be all right. They lose 7-3, to and they finish at, I think, 74. Four and 80-something, I've forgotten exactly what it is, below 500. But it's a team that showed to me a lot of promise, a lot of young players coming to the fore, and individuals who can carry a team. Now, they're not going to be there next year, but I think you're going to see a marked improvement next year to where they'll, they'll challenge. May not win a championship, but they'll be there in a challenging position. Giving the fans a season to root for, that's all you could ever ask. Last but not least, it was a big Big college football Saturday and uh, some some tests for some teams. My Wildcats, I knew, probably weren't going to stand a chance against Oklahoma. It did give them a little bit of a battle, but in the end it wasn't enough. And then you start looking around at the league scores and you like, oh, my God, Arkansas. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in Mizzou against Tennessee. Whoa. Well, the Arkansas game, they're up against one of the big timers. And Georgia's not going to lose any more games this year. They'll get to the Southeastern Conference Championship game and probably play Alabama. And that will be a dynamite football game. Both those teams are top caliber. You mentioned Kansas State. Oklahoma had been suffering through an offensive drought, which is really rare for Oklahoma. They came out of it against K-State, 37 points on the board, 37-20. And the Missouri State Bears, a very good football team. They're playing well, folks. Beat Illinois State. Illinois State's no great shakes, but the Bears did beat them up, 41-20. And a very significant victory. Up in Columbia, a significant loss. Every time you looked at Tennessee running the football in the first half on Saturday, they're running up and scoring. 50, 60, 70 yards, a shot. 
not just driving for it, a shot. What is this? Tennessee ends up with an impossible 683 yards of total offense. Wow. 683 yards. They beat Missouri 62-24. to They had 40 points in the first half. What on earth? Where's the D? Well, it's not in Missouri, nor is the D coach in Missouri. The line coach, Jethro Franklin. Sayonara, Jethro, you're out of here. They did it. I will say Missouri did this with a, a semblance of understanding. Hey, thank you for your service. You did a great job. See you. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to pay for that, uh, even though I think you know we talked about it before we did this. There's a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction, but uh, when you got a fan base like the Tigers are, it definitely uh, someone's head needs to roll after a performance like that. Not good. Uh, but we got the uh, Missouri State Bears coming back on the 16th for homecoming, so get your tickets before it's gone, because that's going to be one hell of a turnout. Ned, have a great Monday, man.